The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the original authors and other contributors. Hey, that's us. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Lot Hype, the Lot Hype staff, and or any contributors to this podcast. Additionally, the views expressed herein do not necessarily represent Drum Corps International, any individual member corps, or any other organization. Let's be honest, they certainly don't. So grab a beer and a shot, take a seat, and let's start the show. Maybe we shouldn't air that. When are you going to come teach these fuckers with the helmets how to scream? Royal, I understand. I understand the royal we. Did you know every Australian citizen is entitled to a special for Australians only portrait of the Queen for free? You can request it. And they for it. Australians only. Wow, you're in like their fucking cam girl Snapchat. <laughs> Exclusive behind the scenes snaps of the Queen. Don't forget you know, Venmo her because yeah. Because this is the thing. Like, just hit her up on her Amazon wish list. Buy her mini fridge. <laughs> it was always a thing, right? Any any Commonwealth country you're in, they they always have a thing for this right so you can like old school have a picture of the dear leader on your wall but like it hit the news cycle and australians are so like they love to take the piss out of everything they love to like destroy anything serious and just make a joke of it so now like thousands upon thousands of people have specifically requested this photo specifically because it's a waste of taxpayer money (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, the world is a hellscape. All right, one of the coolest things that we've been working on behind the scenes at Drunk Corps International Podcast with the Patreon account is we are putting together, we're super excited about this, we're putting together a Drunk Corps scholarship. We may be drunk, we may be loud, and sometimes social media doesn't like us, but we refuse to consistently take from this activity. We have a Patreon that we refuse to, to use to fund our travels to go make more money. So we're setting up a scholarship with that money. Yeah, so we decided that since we give Couchman so much shit, and I'll just say their name, fuck the Couchman. We give the Couchman so much shit, and we realize that, you know, honestly, we could do more. So all those fantastic Patreon donations that uh, you've given us to, to make sure that we have the best quality product available, you know what, honestly... We could use that in a better way. So what we've decided to do is we've decided to start a scholarship fund. What we're doing is we're taking all of our extra money, which is honestly most of the Patreon, and we're going to start up $500 scholarships. What you're going to do is you're going to write a series of essays. You're going to let us know that you want some money. Uh, We're going to have a way for you to prove to us that you really, really, really want a March Drum Corps. And we're just going to give you some money. That's how it's going to work. We want to give as much money possible to the activity that has given us so much. And we don't want to sell any, which is why we're not selling our merchandise. Our merchandise is only available to Patreon subscribers. We're going to take all the extra money that we get and we're going to give it right back to the members who can continue on the legacy of Drum Corps International. You know, Drum Corps is not a cheap thing. And the fact that we have fans who are willing to give to us means, you know, Hey, that's money that they might not have to get their own fees, depending on who's paying it. You know, why not? Why not do something awesome? Let's get people out there. Let's get them marching. And you know, 
you can say that you were sponsored by a bunch of drunk men on the internet. And isn't that really the most beautiful thing of all? Because let's be real. The conversations that we have on the internet are probably closer to the conversations that you have on the bus. So why not collect a paycheck from it? Yeah. Right? I mean... Why not use it to march, my friends? Not? Fair enough. We're going to have the details posted in a publicly available spot. We haven't really decided on the hosting uh, aspect of it yet, but you're going to know exactly what you need to do to get a scholarship from us. And uh, based on our Patreon subscribers, that's how much each scholarship is going to be. They're going to be $500, but we don't know how many of them there are going to be until we know how many subscribers we have. So the more people that subscribe, the more scholarships we give. That's how it works. Pretty simple. You know, there's also going to be some fine print about us tattooing our logo on you. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> and then we'll burn it. We will burn that bridge. That's fine. Oh, so we're going to brand them. Okay, works even better. I like it. But the point is, we're not using our Patreon money to make ourselves more money. We're going to take that money and give it to a member who needs it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on into Drunk Core International episode. Everything's on fire and I feel like dying. Soundboard is back, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what oh, have we done? Right. So you guys are hearing this oh. uh, this title to this uh, the episode for the first time. Is that a pretty accurate statement for the activity and us I in general? Completely. I think I named the recording, uh, We Can't Have Anything Nice in DCI. But mm. either way. <laughs> it's either way, everything is literally like, I think, I think we were saying the day after we recorded our last podcast, right after finals week, was when everything began to unravel at an exponential rate. And we have been playing catch-up, and we had the unfortunate uh, timing to release that podcast when we did. Right. So we didn't have any time to comment on any of it. But here we are. So this is yeah. This is sort of the makeup episode. Yeah, can't wait. We have... <laughs> Thank you, Bart Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so Good times. What's uh? We got a lot of shit to get into. So Jesus Christ, we do a lot of stuff to pack in sixty to ninety minutes. And big shout out to uh, I didn't catch his Twitter handle, but he goes by Samuel underscore Wolfie Junior. Haas Bonaventure. Yes, uh, he did. He did all of our prep today. So I our prep sheet that I tweeted out, I just wrote (laughs) it down verbatim and sent it out with a couple of other things. Yeah. (laughs) We're not the hardest working podcasters in the business for nothing, ladies and gentlemen. But we are the hardest. We are. I mean, I'm not right yeah, now. Yeah, boners. Upper debate. I'm kind of, the period. I'm kind of like full. Body by Drum Corps season has passed now, so we're into the eat your feelings part. We don't care. Just keep shoveling it in. Oh! Oh, my God. God damn it. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh. No, it's only been a month <laughs> since DCI soundboard. has wrapped up, and if, um, let's see. Yeah, and here what we are go. We drinking? What are we drinking? It has felt like so much longer. Jesus, oh, it feels like two years have passed. Yeah, it, I can barely even remember being excited like about watching shows at this point. Mm-hmm. All I can remember is like Vanguard did a click, and then the season was over. Like what? What? What the fuck? It's like one of those <laughs> great moments where the- it's like Thanos snipped it, snapped his fingers. Vanguard went click, and then everything went to shit. Half the cores died. The coyote continued running off the cliff and took a moment before it realized gravity had worked again. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. At least, at least Vanguard has symbols. 
Oh, we're gonna no, get to that. No, we're, we're gonna get to that. I got shit to say. Oh my god. <laughs> so this wasn't gonna be a thing, but people started to get up my ass about it. So now it's a fucking thing. Oh, we've got so much to dive <laughs> Let's do. Let's do some catch up with us though. Actually, before we do any of that, we need to go around and talk about what we're drinking, I think. I'll start. Yeah. I've got myself a nice full shot glass of black velvet. I didn't do the half ass pour like I did with the KG in the last episode. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. What have you got, KG? Oh. I am drinking. <laughs> I'm drinking directly from a bottle of Tanqueray that doesn't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very Snoop Dogg move, by the yeah, way. I love you, KG. Exact for exactly that reason. This is why I love you. What about the guys in Austin? What do you guys got? Fuck. I uh I forgot to grab a proper shot. Uh, uh, hey, rocks. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I got you, buddy. Uh, I, I'm taking this Maker's Mark because I think I was the one who bought it. Oh, yeah. That's all yours, man. Okay. Maker's Mark. I'm just drinking Lone Star. I, I'm already, I've already been to Happy Hour tonight, and if I do a shot right now, I'm just going to be puking for the next hour. So I'm just uh, drinking some Lone Star. There you go. And you've got a class to teach tomorrow, don't you? No, wait. No, it's no, Saturday. No, no. Yeah. I have no idea what day it is. Saturday. Drunk on the couch. Pissing down the crack of my ass. <laughs> what? <laughs> parody. Wait, that is parody. That is parody. We don't have to pay any royalties. Protected speech. Protected speech. Protected speech. <laughs> oh, drums down under. Uh, what's the weather like in uh, Victoria where you're at? And what and, is that uh, blue Melbourne? shit you're drinking? Well, okay. Well, first things first. Um, Victoria's spring has started. Uh, the flowers are starting to bloom. The magpies. Fuck you. It's almost fall. Just. Whoop! Real yeah, season they in the northern hemisphere, bitch. <laughs> I only care about the seasons where I live, so fuck off. Uh, I'm here where the toilets flush clockwise, bitch. <laughs> they would if there was that much water in them. There's not. They're all efficiency toilets. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's a fair point. Little factoids. Uh, anyway, no, it's been beautiful this week, but right now it's it's rainy and windy because Antarctica is getting one last. Hey, bitch. <laughs> so. Um, hey, yeah. it's rainy and windy here too. Yeah. What's going on? We're sharing a thing. Nice, huh? Hurricanes. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. We're sharing. Hurricanes. We're sharing. Um, so yeah, it's been really nice. And like I said, the bird, the magpies are almost ready to swoop. They are. They're at the stage where you walk by on the sidewalk, and they just they're like a foot away, and they just stare at you. It's like, what's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? <laughs> they are. They don't fucking They are tumescent with rage. Australian birds have survived because they have cheated evolution. All they do, they survive because they are the meanest fuckers on the planet. They're just fucking mean. <laughs> and they attack you. I love you, bitch. Yep. Um, bitch. Answer question number two. <laughs> I went to my liquor cabinet in preparation for this episode, and I saw all the bottles there, and it's like, which one should I have? And I said, yes. So I made an adios motherfucker. Oh, shit. Complete. <laughs> We're not messing that was, with No, I'm sorry. Stuff. That was not an audios motherfucker that you had in your in your tweet. That blue it's, shit? What do you have in there? That's, that's what an AMF looks like. Really? That's, it's blue. Yeah, it's got yeah. blue Curacao in it. That's what makes it like bright Star Trek. Oh, color. I had it confused with yeah, that blue. that uh, the the Tecate uh, thing that made oh. uh, Jolly Green puke. That's everybody. a bomba. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got Remember the bomba because it explodes out of your throat and then it comes the bond me. Yeah. And then you forget there's a trash can in a bathroom on the way to where you puke. <laughs> Did you just say there's a trash can in a bathroom? 
Why would I throw up in a trash can if I'm already in the bathroom? Oh, no, the trash can was actually directly in front of you, and then you passed the bathroom, and you threw up on my Exactly. I said there's a trash can and a bathroom on the way to where you You can't even tell where it happened I feel like there's some unresolved tension here in the room. (laughs) I mean, everybody has a good enough reason to hate me. It's fine. I had to watch you puke as you ran out the door and tore things off the wall. Just kiss and make up. It was really funny. It was hilarious. <laughs> I had to see your dick last week. Uh, so gross. To which I say, you are welcome. If you have a gift, share it with the world. There you go. I mean, maybe a stocking stuffer at best. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it a gift. It's ah! weird that you call your rectal cavity a stocking. Fuck. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, it was after a prolapse. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is getting- Let us drink, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be out. Just got Raise it up. We got the anthem back. <laughs> oh, yay. Mm. It never went away. We've always had it. <sighs> it has Ooh. always been part of yeah. us. Yeah. We have always been at war with East Asia. <laughs> Whether or not Wait, we've what? had to sing it ourselves, we have always had our themes. <laughs> oh. You okay? <laughs> you gonna be okay, guy? I'm Jackie Chan always All okay. Right. <laughs> He's in his own so, bedroom slash bathroom this time, so it's the same room, really. <laughs> yeah, it's up. like a toilet kitchen. <laughs> <sighs> Shout out to Jarrell. <laughs> Shout out to Jarrell, the slum lord of our dreams. (laughs) I love how like Twitter slum lord is now a thing. That was fucking beautiful. Holy shit! Fuck my dogs. A salad bar. Salad bar. Get us on track. All right, I've been trying. Here we go. Come on, Dad. Do some dadding. Hey, I will turn this car around, Mister. You be quiet. Sit on your hands and keep your feet. We're on different continents. You can't turn the fucking car around. I'm going to turn the whole fucking planet around. It's a big fucking car. Yeah, I've seen Superman. You can do it. <laughs> so there's so right, much there's so much shit going on with DCI right now. That's why we labeled this episode Everything's on Fire and I Feel Like Dying. Uh, let's just start from the top on this one. Kind of weak. Pio goes inactive. It's because my microphone broke, so I had to fart on my computer. Not the story, but KG's fart. Pioneer has gone inactive. They got rid of Roman Blensky, or so we thought. Yeah, or or did they? What the fuck is going on here? Like, well, we we gotta get to that. I mean, we're we have a long way to go before we come to that. Um, Let's start with the big one. You know, Pio gets shut down. Yes, Um, as a result of. I guess the reporting that had come out about the situation there, that pressure, uh, outside pressure, finally led DCI to actually do something that I don't remember them. I, I mean, cores have gone inactive. I can't remember the last time DCI told the core they had to go inactive. Um, I'm sure someone out there knows um, who knows the finances better than us, but that was sort of a shocking step because – DCI, as we've seen, has been very content to just sort of, oh, well, the core is having problems. That's not our problem. Yeah, so um, actually, I, ha- I have a question I guess- about that, and I, I don't mean to interrupt, but what did you guys think about their reasoning? So their reasoning for waiting was they didn't want to deprive the members of the full summer experience, which is why they waited so long. 
like after the season had started to to pull the plug on Pio. What did you guys think of that reasoning? Like, should they have pulled it? Should they have pulled him in Atlanta or or after San Antonio when it was originally rumored that we were going to hear about that? What do you guys think? Uh, I think it's bullshit. I think they were fully okay with the idea that's like, well, the train's already going down the tracks, so let's just wait till it gets to its station, right? Um, if something's wrong, you go take the fuck care of it. DCI get this is just another example of how they're trying to have it. So it's like we're in charge, but when it push comes to shove, we're really just the contest coordinators. We can't really do anything with the cores. And like, so are you in charge or not? Once again, I have to ask: Are you in charge? If they were, they should have been down there. They should have taken over and been like, "What the fuck?" And actually looked into this while it's happening. The i what it the message it sent to for me was that putting the show on the field was the most important thing. As far as DCI was concerned, getting them to the next town was the most important thing and not actually making sure that the members are being taken care of. As long as the buses kept moving, it was going to be acceptable for now. And I don't find that acceptable at all. Yeah. I think it was an effort at damage control because it's a lot. uh, I think a core stopping in the middle of the season generates a lot of questions at subsequent shows if all of a sudden you're expecting pioneer if you're a casual fan you think pioneer is supposed to be at the show because you checked the dci website when you bought the tickets you show up they're not there nobody's really talking about why all of a sudden questions get raised people start asking more questions about it and it draws more attention to it i think it's purely a this the self-preservation instinct that DCI has to keep everything as under wraps as possible. Maybe they hoped in the off season, it wouldn't generate as big of a hit (laughs) kind of blew up on their fucking faces. But again, that's everything DCI has been doing the past. uh, Jesus. Yeah. I'd I'd say that, that that DCI thinking that they weren't going to get as big of a hit after, if they waited until after the season is just a huge, like, opposite day type hoax because you wait until there's no drum core news to make that like uh they did not do their research on that one maybe it would have worked in like well keep in mind most of the dci powers that be are old it would have worked in the days when no. your only dci news came from a once a month printout that you had to subscribe for in an obscure like publication um and they could control the narrative but in the era of social media and instant you know, posting of stories. There was no way this was going to slip on the way under the radar. They were just naive to think otherwise. And I think they vastly underestimated how angry people actually were about it. And I think they had a sudden realization that, Oh shit, the culture that we're fostering here is kind of fucked. And also this wasn't a secret. (laughs) This wasn't a secret at all. No. Jolly Green, you brought up a really good point on why uh, Pioneer was able to go through the entire season, and I think this is ma- might be why DCI let him go through the whole season, and that was the logistics of sending all of the kids home from Atlanta versus from Indianapolis. It's just, uh, you know, you're talking about, if you're not planning on being done in Atlanta, you know, I, I know that when I marched, it was always, you know, you, you buy your ticket well before the season starts. That's already done and over with. You know, trying to change that on the fly, it very expensive for the kids. I think it would have been a disaster had they tried to end it at that point. I do think there is a middle ground. I think they could have removed Roman mid season and I think they could have installed someone to oversee the process. 
may not have been the most competitive season, but the kids w- still would have been marching and they would have been in a better position. Yeah, it was pioneer. It already wasn't the most competitive season, but I digress. <laughs> well, no, people yeah. and they they tried like DCI and like we're I I'm gonna end up using this to segue into the further region the further reaches of like how bad pioneer was but dci did make an effort like as soon as many many of the staff members went to dci with all the complaints that roman was denying people medical care and accusing like literally using the word snitch to describe some of the kids and telling them that they snitched they'd be dci sent up they, they set up a clinic that like they explained to roman you can't tell your kids to not go to this clinic and the the other thing is like, you know, so after this, of course, the uh, Pioneer Board of Directors fired. I'm doing quotey fingers over my yeah. computer, not my microphone because it doesn't work. They fired Roman, and then it came out recently that they didn't actually fire him. They just kind of moved him around. And there's all these, the like people are shouting at DCI on Twitter, which is the least effective thing you could possibly fucking do to do something about it. And at the end of the day, like. They did everything they could. They barred Pioneer from the 2019 competitive season because, as unfortunate as it is, DCI is nothing more than an event coordination company. Yeah, they don't have the authority. All the all these drum corps are private entities. They can't fire a guy. The most they can do is they can say, "You can't do this until you fire this guy." That's as far as they can go, and they've done it. Like I'm obviously not one to rush to the defense of DCI. I think Dan Atchison should be fired. I think the board of directors should be fired. I think they need to revamp that entire fucking shithole. And I have my own personal grudges against most of the people in that building. But at the end of the day, they've actually finally kind of done all they can do with Pioneer right now. I, I, actually I agree. It's like, yeah, good points. They've done everything they can. Unfortunately, DCI doesn't have a lot of teeth in this, in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see them have more. I would like to see them have more of an or else kind of thing written in. Um, Because right now, it's, you know, with the the stories coming out that Roman maybe is probably still involved with the core in some way when he should have nothing to do with them anymore. It's like, what what can they do? What or else do they have? The core is already not competing in DCI. That's, um, that's the end game. That's the hardest line DCI can draw. Um, Anything beyond that, I mean, it better be criminal or no one can do anything, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It's like as as much as Roman might still be involved in one capacity or another, like he can't like if they're not fielding a core, they're not collecting money from DCI, they're not going to be able to do anything. How many people do you think are going to want to audition for a group in Milwaukee or wherever the fuck they're from that is going to do a parade and a couple of community performances? Because that's what they're going to be relegated to, unfortunately. Mm. I don't want people. People are going to hop on my dick saying that I hate Pioneer and everybody who marched it, and I don't. I hate Roman Blensky and I hate his entire family and I hate that board of directors for sure. Yeah, I don't think anyone who's listened to this podcast for any extended period of time can say that any of us hate Pioneer because we've always been supporters of the fact that they show the fuck up all the time. Yeah. Like they, they keep yeah. coming back year after year, like getting not great placements if I'm being very fucking gentle, but they keep showing up year after year and doing what they do. And you know what? I don't like their shows, but I respect them for that. Well, like no one who's listened to us for a long time thinks we hate Pioneer. They know for a fucking fact that we hate the idea of Roman Blensky being around for any longer. And we know and they know for a fact that we cannot stand the idea of student safety not being the number one concern of any drum corps. 
like period. So, um, no, I totally agree, but I, I don't think anyone's going to come banging down our door saying that we hate Pioneer because we certainly don't. And yeah, anyway, that's all I got. That's good. Any last thoughts? Uh, should we move on to the next segment? Let's not dwell on this any longer. <laughs> yeah, next. God. All right. Going down the list, all of Oregon Crusaders staff has up and left. Um, we do have some inside knowledge. We can't say a lot of it, but here's what here's what we can say. What we can say is that, like, uh, you've seen what Oregon has published, and it turns out we gave them way too much credit right after the Hopkins story dropped because they they seem to have had a great whistleblower policy and uh you know some great training in place and uh it turns out they just weren't applying it they weren't using it you know uh that much is super clear i think the right thing to do is to let the oregon crusaders get in front of this and not a bunch of drunk dudes on the internet yeah i want to apologize i uh made the mistake mm-hmm. of tweeting some stuff that I thought had been – I thought was supposed to be made public and that I thought it was deleted by mods on Twitter who were trying to shut it down. Turns out it was a self-censorship. Mm-hmm. That was my bad. I didn't check with them. I took it down. It was only up as long as it was because I was on the road at that point um, and I didn't get out of my car for like three hours. So, yeah. Yeah, I bet on that. And frankly, you really can't be blamed for reposting it because, like, it was on the internet, and frankly, everything that gets deleted from Reddit is still accessible, anyways. But, like, you know, the Oregon Crusaders had some shit go down, and their board of directors handled it in the most abhorrent fashion you can possibly imagine. You know, the details of it really don't matter at this point. They do, I guess, they, they do matter. I'm sorry. But we're not the ones who have the details, nor should we. You know, I, I don't know. I think we just let OC get in front of this. The staff did the absolutely correct thing by resigning, and it is no shock to me that they did not have a difficult find, time finding a job elsewhere because, fuck, they sounded good. Fuck, they looked good. Yeah. As much as, they, yep. as, much as whichever idiot runs their social media didn't like whatever joke I made in the season, <laughs> me boy, too. was that a great show. Boy, was that a yeah, drunk Yeah, no boy. kidding. So. You know, I hope they get it figured out because I have always liked the Oregon Crusaders. I think they put on a, a good product, and you know, it's just such a bummer to find that uh, not necessarily that the product came at a cost to the members, but that uh, the members are being so uh, egregiously ignored. No, I, I genuinely do believe that it's important to let to let the folks, the members in that letter. I think it's really important to let them get in front of it, and not us. Mm. I think it's important yep. for us to cover it when it yeah, comes out. That's true. But, yeah, uh, and that's what we'll do. But that's yeah. that is their situation, and when it's it's their decision when they choose to deal with it and to bring it forward. OC is burning, and it's a fucking yeah. shame. It really is. Yep. Especially for a core that has come so far. I remember them They're being Div two champions uh, or Div three. One of those two. Yeah, class. way yeah. down. I mean, back when yeah. we marched, they were. I don't think we were. Yeah, it, it was. It's been a. It's been a journey for them, and it, you want. I. You truly do want them to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fucking awful when they have to deal with this 
type of right we'll see how it goes throughout the the next couple of months and into the 2019 season and actually just heading into camps for uh november december and january no fucking kidding yeah it's interesting yeah Yeah. moving on into topic the third this one was kind of interesting because um we got i guess we didn't get the inside scoop we saw it first and drums down under posted what was going on with the santa clara vanguard cadets uh not doing the open class tour they were just going to go back to a regional tour so drums down under posts on twitter and drums down under do you want to take it from here what happened after that yes um so again in this era of twitter and reddit where nothing is a secret for very long uh things happen really quickly i have the advantage being the other side of the planet that while everyone's asleep in the u.s i am very much awake and i can see these things happen really fast so uh the decision was made by the Santa Clara Vanguard organization that uh, the Vanguard cadets will only be touring in California. They'll be a regional corps. They're not going to finals in Indianapolis for the foreseeable future. Got it. The next thing that I see is a copy of the email the core director sent uh, to the members saying, uh, in effect, uh, this is unfortunate and I, uh, I am resigning as director. I can't accept that we're, you know, we're striving for excellence and I can't accept anything less than that. So I'm out. Yeah. Um, let me like, what? I, I don't buy that. Well, let's wait okay. to unpack that because this story takes a turn. It takes a turn. Oh, that involves yes. people getting dumped on. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of hate from that, from the, the Vanguard cadet members. I'm like, I wasn't actually, this is the one time I was actually just, because apparently we're a news source now. I was trying just to post like, here's what happens. It's not being shady to say he quit because they're not touring nationally anymore. That's literally his own reasoning. Yeah. And apparently, I don't know. It's, it just blew up into a a Twitter screaming match and I'm still confused by the whole thing. And then blue devils B announced shortly thereafter that they're doing the same thing. Yeah. Also, also who, who slid into your DMS? Oh, who slid into my DMS? Santa Clara Vanguard. (laughs) And they asked me uh, politely, you know, for the, for the first time I have an interaction with actual like, core sanctioned social media people that doesn't begin with, Hey asshole, what the fuck? <laughs> it actually is like, they, they, they were very polite and they said, I mean, it's cause it's not Josh Clements <laughs> or Zach Ashcraft. No. They fired a dude and got somebody with some fucking self-control to run like, uh, God damn, I fucking Oh, but hashtag Maga. Anyway. (laughs) Fucking hate everyone. I hate everyone. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) But anyway, no, they were actually very polite. They said uh, about the letter, he's like, uh, they just asked like, uh, we're waiting for the official announcement. Would you mind taking down your tweets? And then after the announcement, which should be in the next couple days, uh, you know, then, then Go for it. You know, thank you. And also, thank you for being a supporter of the Vanguard. I'm like, of course I am. <laughs> uh, Vanguard alumni, especially because the alumni core is awesome. Vanguard gets my <laughs> dick hard. Oh, but anyway, it's like, you know what? That's the one time I, I usually don't. Wouldn't, most people just try to come for me and, and just be like, you son of a bitch. How dare you? And it's like, yeah, this time it's like, I understand. I, I understand in this case. Yeah. Like you want to you have the chance to. I'll gi- I'll give you the chance to put out your official statement, and it happened that day. Yeah. So then I could provide commentary yeah. and continue again. But um, you know that's that just is another example of why Vanguard is a classy professional organization, and they have their house in order. Mm-hmm. And then BDB announced they are also taking the lead, or they're following that lead that uh, Vanguard Cadets has done or have done, and they are also going to be just a California regional core. I'm very glad this this has happened. No. <laughs> 
we had spitballed this a bit on uh, on on Twitter a little bit, but I really like the idea of possibly bringing back a just a California only circuit of shows. Well, in fact, that's um, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of what's going on right now. There is this this weird like finals slash regional finals for for the the west of the Mississippi open class course that happens in California that's a little bit after drums along the Rockies. Um, and it happens in uh, fucking, it's not Bakersfield, it's some other fucking town. But <laughs> like it, it happens there, and, and of course Vanguard Cadets won, but it's Vanguard Cadets, BDB, um, Gold I think was there. A whole bunch of other open class cores were there. And they basically kind of advertise it as open class West Coast finals. Um, which is yeah. which is really kind of cool. Like if if open class cores are, yep. if the point of open class cores is to do their little regional thing so that they can eventually build up the capital, both financially and in terms of human capital to make a full tour, like then of course it should be good for them to have regional finals and regional kind of tours. So um, like it's kind of already happening, but but it's it's going to be more more solidified. Yeah, if there's a dedicated circuit, I think that gives uh, sort of a realistic year-by-year plan. You don't necessarily have to worry as much about, oh, we need to get the finals over here. We need to go here this year. You know, if you have the same kind of shows every summer, you can build regularity. Maybe you start to get more groups into it. Maybe you can bring the cost down if they can plan this out. Um, If you're only touring California, your touring costs are going to be a hell of a lot less. Um, And I... As people have been saying, there's no shortage of people in California. I'd be Los Angeles County alone. The population number was staggering. It's fucking libs. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad this has happened because it's gonna. I hope lessen the arms race in open class because with Vanguard Cadets and Blue Devils B involved, and they have these just juggernaut organizations behind them, and they're always scoring you know, one or two. Whose year is it? You know, who's going to win this year? Everybody else in open class has had to just completely upend their organization to try to get all this money so they can compete. More props, more more effects, more expensive staff. And if they can't compete of, in open class, they like get the money so that they can compete in world class and at least try to make it to semifinals as opposed to yeah. trying to compete with Vanguard Cadets or BDB. And they, they were really kind of mm. blocking people. They were blocking people who like – Winning that championship is can be a make or break. Look at Oregon Crusaders. They won, and that catapulted them into world class. Other cores have done it too. Mandarins, for example. Now they've made it all the way to, to finals. Um, lessening this kind of like arms race within open class and keeping it from becoming a second world class um, kind of kind of competition circuit is kind of better for everyone. You know, it's okay to be a regional core. Your aspiration does not need to be make it to world class finals. So I hope this helps out the rest of the field and encourages more development and growth. That being said, I can totally understand if you don't want to have to go to a show in fucking Bakersfield. <laughs> right, and that place is a toilet. That would be the one show in California where they make a huge deal about standing for the oh anthem before the show. Yeah, let me let me be clear. I know it wasn't Bakersfield. I forget the town it was in, but I, I know that there was a show in Bakersfield. I just want to say fuck Bakersfield. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, Bakersfield is a toilet. You're right. <laughs> Sorry to like any Bakersfield listeners we may have. I don't think they have um, the internet in Bakersfield. <laughs> I think we have more Dutch listeners than we do people from Bakersfield. Yeah, yeah big ups to the Dutch coming through with the Twitter love today. 
We are about that waffle life. <laughs> we had a oh man, total. We had football. a Dutch listener uh, get at uh, Jolly Green, and uh, he found out that we're all horn players, and he's a he's a percussionist, and he pulls up, he sends him a screenshot of, all right, blocked, but it's in fucking Dutch. That's all it takes. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, what is this Dutch humor? I don't understand. What have I ever we said gotta, poorly about the Dutch? We got a nice a glimpse at uh, Twitter in Dutch. I am not understanding. Via Bosphinus, <laughs> yes. That's a German. I apologize that that's the most I know, the, the most identifiable Dutch character I can think of. Is Goldmember? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I will. Also, thanks for being nice to those American soldiers in Market Garden. Sorry we fucked Our that bad. all up. And to uh, to pile on the Vanguard cadets and BDB train, like it is hysterical to me that nobody piled on those like nobody seemed to pile on the blue devils and santa clara vanguard for making their cadet corps do regional tours because it was a business decision yeah. but when the crossman cut the symbol line oh jesus oh my god oh fuck symbol lines do we need them no this is the hottest topic right now in dci uh before we get Why? into it and there's going to be lots of shouting guys let's do another uh, let's do another shot because we're going to need it Bring it up. Cheers, cuts. Fucking face. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. oh, I've missed. I've that missed is so much. never going to get old. Never. <laughs> not, one, not one damn like thing. Us. So. We're never going to get old. It's never going to oh, get God. old. I'm going <laughs> to live forever. This is what's going to tear DCI apart. Well this and many many other things that we just talked about but symbol lines do we need them no no we never okay can. not anymore no. <laughs> oh god oh do we want a more <laughs> okay so before everybody immediately breaks the keyboards <laughs> tweeting at us i don't <laughs> before you bother tweeting at me i don't give a fuck about you or your opinion oh yeah okay <laughs> Let's uh, start. I'll, let's start. I'll with, add to that. Uh, unless you get a response unless you're a from Patreon me. supporter, in which case I still I will feign. Big ups <laughs> to our Patreon subscribers. We love, we love you. you guys. You're awesome. You we get love it you more than everybody else specifically. All right, yeah. anti. Let's start with anti symbol line. KG, go. Um, I don't know. Name a fucking reason. Uh, we we have a front ensemble that does all the shit the symbol line does without taking up however six or seven or eight spaces on the field it was made musically irrelevant by the pit made visually irrelevant by let's see one two three oh fucking anybody <laughs> yeah those spots are much better used by the color guard because a yep. flag a six foot long flagpole on a field translates to the box a lot better than some dude looking at the ground and like basically clapping his hands that's oh that's i say that translates about. to box if you know what i mean <laughs> Woo! where was your soundboard on that one dipshit i <laughs> wait hold on that was that was worth the wait yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. drums hold down on. under short answer no long answer uh, yeah, agree with KG. Since the invention of the grounded front ensemble, not necessary. The pit, the symbols in the pit can do everything 
the symbol line on the field can do and more. Um, also, they play so few notes, you can't hear them. Unless you're a drum guy specifically listening for it, um, you can't hear the symbol line on the field. And unless you're Santa Clara Vanguard, you don't have a traditional reason to have one. It's, it's just kind of ridiculous. What I see, uh, yeah, okay, you know what? This is a negative uh, on the court. When I see symbols on the field, it tells me one of two things. If there's up to four, it means... Um, they're maybe having a traditional quote unquote style drum line, or they just had four extra people audition and they needed the spots filled. <laughs> if they have more than four, like I've seen in recent years, spirit had like six or eight Oregon crusaders had six a couple years ago. It means they couldn't fill all the spots in their core. What that tells a judge is, okay, there are weaknesses here. I smell blood in the water and I'm going for it. You're never going to be taken like super seriously with a symbol line. Um, unless you're Santa Clara Vanguard. That's just the way it is. And I'm sorry if that ruffles your feathers, but actually I don't give a fuck at all. I- <laughs> and before someone says, oh, you're a horn line guy, you don't get it. It's like, no, no, no. Okay, I have a music degree. Most everyone else in this podcast has a music degree or studied music seriously. I've had to, you know, I've had to study percussion as part of that course of study. I've had to perform it myself. I did it for many years through high school and university. I know what a cymbal line does, and I know that it's mostly just flashing a metal plate on the field. It does nothing. Goodbye. You're gone. Forget you. Well, and sorry to add on to my answer. Like, even if we, like, let's let's call a spade a spade. None of us were percussionists. That's fine. You need to prove to me that a cymbal line isn't just a fucking flugelhorn line. Nobody <laughs> threw a fit when he got rid of the flugelhorns because he just made to play trumpet. Well, make the fucking cymbal players become an actual percussionist. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And somebody did raise a very good point. Like, what do you say to the auditioning members that, that auditioned and paid their dues and were going to play cymbals across them? You know, I, I don't have the answer to that. Also not a fucking administrator. I'm a drunk guy on the internet. But like, you tell them... You tell them we're, it's the same thing as like a theater production. We're not yeah. casting for that role. Sorry. Try something yeah. else if you want to be part of it. And sure, that, that definitely sucks. Like, that sucks if you were like pumped about marching symbols at mandarins or crossmen or whatever. But for some dude, reason. it's just so fucking antiquated. Like, it's straight up the flugelhorn line of the percussion section. Like, you don't need it. You haven't needed it for a long time. I'm frankly surprised they outlasted the fucking flugelhorns. That I yeah. think died with teal sound. The death of the flugelhorn is far sadder because that means that cores are officially no longer interested in performing the works of Charles Mangione. Oh no, 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 no! Who <laughs> also did not have anything to say about the flugelhorns going away. You know why? He's a fucking professional. <laughs> I figured because he. I don't think it would have feels so good. That's right, grammar I mean, correct. Uh, why would you want to play two cymbals when you could be in the front ensemble and play like seven at different sizes yeah. and tones and qualities and shit and be relevant yeah and not- <laughs> it's actual percussion skills there is no job in the world that requires you to stand there and just flash your hands around it's like look at me spin 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 one note <laughs> yeah and also i don't hate cymbal players you fucking idiots on Twitter. God, I hate all of you on Twitter. Every person on Twitter. Fuck off. You're disgusting. I hate all of you. You're Oregon Crusaders band moms. Fuck you. It's, it's just like when we no. talk about woodwinds and how useless they are, like, in a marching band field. We don't hate you. You're just useless. It's it's the same reason there aren't mellophones in an orchestra, because it's not meant to be there, and it's not effective. Ta-da! There you go. That's the reasoning. 
wait, there are mellophones in an orchestra. What? Stand where? Who? Who? Show me one Use orchestra. The one. Don't you dare, drag stand. <coughs> Don't you dare, <laughs> drag stand Kenton's good name through the mud. He used them once, and it was a fucking gimmick. Stanward Kenton himself. God. I hate all. I, why do I do this? <laughs> I love you, Keith. I love you. Anybody? He's so mad he started hacking up hairballs. Does anybody? Wait a minute. Where's Mitchell? Where's Mitchell? Yeah. Speaking of hairballs, having a calzone. He's yeah, just being too mature for this shit. He's stuffing <laughs> rolls in his pocket. Yeah. Occasionally, he runs out at night to the uh, the Cracker Barrel, stuffs his pocket with gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody have any? defense for the symbol line does anybody i will okay go ahead i i'm not gonna i do believe i'm not overly mad that they're going away i can see the reason why people are upset because it is it is a traditional piece of drum corps history and there is a lot of uh tradition involved with becoming a symbol player a lot of the movements and a lot of the way that you present yourself and the way you know, the way Vanguard sets the standard for all of that, I mean, that is a cool little bit of DCI. I enjoy that. I mean, it's one of those things about DCI that I like is carried along. Mm-hmm. However, I do agree with the points that musically it's not making the most difference. I think in the, the props arm race, it doesn't make as much sense to have them there when you can have other performers on the field who can help move shit around the field, which is becoming a logistical concern. Honestly, that's not pro or anti-prop. It's just a fact. And it's financially irresponsible to have a symbol line now. Because Mm -hmm. with a symbol line, not only comes like buying symbols, which I know they're not that expensive, Twitter, but you you have to have usually two staff members. Like there's usually not one symbol tech that just does the whole tour. Like, You've got to have a couple of staff members for the most part. Those staff members Accurate. require flights. Those staff members require meals. It's a whole fucking thing. For what? For, like, for what? For a sound no one can hear. What are they hear. adding that is worth all that cost? And shouts out to the guy on Twitter who uh, who came at me with, well, if there wasn't a thimble line, y'all wouldn't have had your beloved Santa Clara Vanguard horn line click. I don't think that that made a fucking difference to anybody but people who wanted to be famous on the internet, really. Yeah. I, I have Vanguard horns up. It was fun, but like, I don't think that the Vanguard would be worse off for cutting the symbol line. Lord knows they have the fucking money to keep that ancillary shit around, and I'm sure they will, mm-hmm. because at this point, they're the <laughs> only relevant symbol line in the world. Because uh, they have a championship. Vanguard won. You can win with Symbol Line. When was the last time Vanguard won? Like 20 years ago or some yeah. shit? They didn't win well, because of the Symbol Line. You know line. who wins consistently? People without Symbol Lines! Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, you're absolutely Fucking right. Idiot. And Drums Down Under was about to make a good point. I was like, <laughs> God damn it, that fucking soundboard. Name, name, the, name the cool part of that show with the Symbol Line in it. The click. Okay, cool. Go, got it. Yeah. I, now I that we know that's that. Now that we know they contributed to that, because the guy who deleted his tweet at me on Twitter, that was the funniest part to me. Yeah, chicken shit. He deleted it. Right I'm now. sorry, uh, guy who missed that. What do you mean? Yeah, like I tweeted, they're the flugelhorns of the percussion section, and he like quoted my tweet, and he was like, "Well, you wouldn't have had your beloved Vanguard horn click if it weren't for the symbol line, because apparently they contributed to the sound." Sure. Fine. Absolutely they did. 
Okay. Who cares? They also hadn't won for like 20 years before that. The people who win DCI consistently don't have fucking symbol lines. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers, Cadets, Blue Devils, Blue Devils, Blue Devils, Blue Devils. Blue Literally Devils, Blue anyone Devils, except Devils. the Vanguard. Yeah. yeah. It's like they Maybe the Mandarins. They finally got into the top 10. Guess what they did? Got rid of the fucking symbols. They spent that money on giant ass stilts. That's what they spent it on. More stilts. That's. They got uh, stilt money, son. And a tesseract. Stilt money out there. <laughs> stilt I will, cool. I will say. Can we make stilt money a thing? Do we have enough cred? I can't. I'm not even. No. no I'm way too white to say cred. We, I am so sorry. It's still yeah. credit for you. I want us. to defend symbols for one thing. Even though I said, like, I don't want. I don't think they're necessary in drum corps. Here, here's my defense. Where symbols are necessary. WGI. Indoor oh, drum yeah. lines because it's a smaller Ooh. field. You can actually see them. They contribute to the visual program because you don't have a color guard chucking rifles and flags in the air. That's necessary. They they do things on a WGI floor. God, fuck this audio's motherfuckers kicking in. They do things <laughs> on a WGI floor that you can actually hear and see, and it makes sense. But in a drum corps, when they're competing against now what like eighty member horn lines, yeah, and and like twenty member pits who have like. 10 times the number of symbols literally that they have. It's like, it's, nece- it's not necessary. Give those four spots to the color guard where you get GE. Yeah. And leave the indoor symbols to parades and WGI. That's where they do the most good. And that brings up a perfect segue into Did I accidentally say the OC indoor <laughs> and Cavaliers indoor programs going inactive. Wait, what are we saying? Oh, okay. So, oh, so basically two, two drum corps cut their indoor lines. Um, not surprised. It's it's expensive, and it probably wasn't getting them the recruitment and talent retention that they wanted. Especially when you're well, Cavaliers. I understand because they can. They're successful enough and big enough. They can get talent from anywhere. They don't need a drumline to generate that and train people. Oregon Crusaders, on the other hand, I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Uh, OCI actually, I think, really brought a lot of people in. Yeah, I think yeah, OCI I was big. In the Northwest, I, yeah. I feel like the the that model of having a, an indoor drumline associated with the drum corps helps more with the, the regional cores, like like, like a Cascades or for uh, sure or Oregon, because that way you can you're still pulling kids from that same area. Like you're mm-hmm. right, I, given I mean, no matter where which core you go to, half your fucking drumline is going to be from Texas. Mm-hmm. I guarantee. Fucking team. Yep, half of them are going to be from Texas. Uh, half of the rest of them will be from Indiana, and one will and be from then, Canada. Yep, big big ups. Canada, Commonwealth, Calgary. Fuck the Flames, though. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Don't apologize for that. Don't apologize. Just yeah. No. My my response to hearing OC indoor and Cavaliers indoor close, I'm like, um, okay, fine. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure I actually agree that it's a much bigger selling point for the regional cores because honestly, the really successful like nationwide cores, they don't really need it like they don't. Yeah, the, the idea of like a winter guard or a winter drumline to train the, the those sections of the core in the offseason really died in the 90s. So hmm. why did they bring them back? Because those the OCI. Yeah. Oregon Indoor and Cavaliers Indoor were recent creations as well, as I recall. Interesting. But then other cores are bringing them in too. You have um, like the new one this next year will be the all-female Blue Stars, uh, was it Astaria wins? Yeah. Which, okay, by the way, okay, fuck. Is everyone else asleep at the wheel besides me? That fucking A in the logo looks like a vagina. (laughs) Literally everyone saw that. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, did, but no, no, the people who were supposed to see it at the critical moment before it was signed off on and released to the public didn't fucking see it. There's a star. They're like, yeah, that place. looks great. God damn it. Dude, God. what if they did it on purpose? I would love, I would have so much more respect if they did that on purpose. If they did Honestly, that on purpose, I, I would support it 1 million percent. Oh, God. I was just thinking that if they did that on purpose, I would be like, I'm going to send you some money right now because See, fuck no, that. I'm amazing. running with that forever. They did that shit on purpose. Send them money. <laughs> fuck yeah, pussies. <laughs> you know what, ladies? Uh, I support you. Do, you do your thing, but change that A, please. No, don't nope. do it. Ladies, nope. do not change don't that A. <laughs> that is your A. Don't let anybody from Australia tell you what to do. Don't let any man tell you what to yeah. do. I'm doing the finger wave. You can't see. Listen yeah. to us, men, as we scream at you about what you should and shouldn't do. <laughs> With God your vagina it. logo. God damn it. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry I brought this up. Actually, uh, you know what? No, I'm not. No, I'm I not. Hate us. I hate us you sometimes. Can tell, yeah, you can tell we're important because we're all men screaming at, about women. Wait a minute. Speaking women. of women in drum corps, the troopers are going to have a female drum major. What? Yeah. They have a female corps director, too, for the first time. What? Also, Yes. And That's there was cool. that video of the uh, the female drill designer. I, oh, you guys and, seen that viral video going around? No, and also I was going to piggyback okay. off of that. They also have a female percussion caption head. You know what? More women. Oh, we need I more women in this activity. I, yeah, the percussion caption head's been there for a little while. But I, yeah, you're right. That's actually she's like one out of cool twenty five. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, considering percussion is I really I feel one of the big areas in drum corps women are probably most underrepresented, especially battery. You see far more women in pit than you ever do hauling around drums. Especially with how fucking good the troopers drum line is. Alright, we have two serious topics and then we can get back into the light. Uh let's dive into oh the scandal God. at Genesis. Oh, oh, oh Genesis, me. what? You're trying to light Crossman's house on fire while your house is actively burning? Get fucked. Yeah. God yeah, does. Chris McGonagall's a real piece of shit. No, this was like, astonishing. He's a real piece of shit. Can, he, like, he's yelling at the Crossman for having the stove on, and then his entire house is fucking on fire. For, for those of our listeners who didn't get the original... Uh, original rundown when this came out i mean i don't blame you there's been so much news this could have easily escaped you who wants to run this one down in the fallout of hopkins uh of the hopkins aftermath um the director of genesis decided to point fingers chris Chris mcgonagall oh yeah name and shame name and shame chris mcgonagall the director of genesis um decided that uh he was going to go on record to the newspapers and tell them that Crossman had a person on their staff who had had their teaching, teaching license revoked because of, um, and I don't know all the details, but uh, it was, uh, if my memory serves correctly, it was because of, um, it was of age, but inappropriate contact between a teacher and a student. That person was working for the Crossman. The director knew about it. This was all upfront. They were not working with students. Um, and it was was not a criminal matter, uh, but uh, they decided, you know what, we're going to go on the record and tell the newspapers um, about all all of this. And uh, meanwhile, at the same time, they had a staff member uh, in a very very similar situation who uh, who had had their teaching license revoked in the state of Iowa on staff at Genesis teaching the battery. The whole time to which I say, what the fuck, Genesis? 
Like it's no one, uh, you know, you're, it's okay for you to make um, those kind of judgment calls about who works for you. But if someone else does it and suddenly it's not okay, no, get okay. fucked. <laughs> something, something, people in glass, ho- glass houses. Yeah. Um, he's a disgrace to the baby. Who knows his cat, his cats for sure. Here's, so here's I'm I'm gonna circle back to what we were talking about before with Pio and the the DCI board of directors. So I've been thinking about this a lot, and and especially with like in the drum corps community on Twitter, there's been like hashtag fire Dan Atchison, hashtag replace the DCI board, and all that stuff. There needs to be a systematic removal of the DCI board of directors, mm-hmm. including Dan Atchison. Mm-hmm. The new board of directors needs to include people who have worked in large organizations before who may not have a vested interest with drum Corps international, but understand the mission and vision of drum Corps international and people who have experience with drum Corps international and who have a vested interest in drum corps. Like, it needs to be a good mix of people with the experience at the head of large organizations or on the board of large organizations. And our friend Jarrell, I think, could play an important role in the reorganization of the DCI structure. That being said, DCI needs to systematically go through the administration, the board, and every single fucking staff member on any world and open class cores and do an investigation to make sure that they are all legit, their background checks are good. Like, there, there just can't be any more of this, like, slow trickle of scandal. There can't be. At a certain point, they need to like be cleaned out. They need to reorganize, and they need to go through and ensure that their background check policy is being followed, and that anyone who has been in the core before their background check was followed to the letter. Like there, it, it it's ridiculous that this stuff is slow leaking out like this. Oh, we got Genesis, we got Pio, we got Crossman, we got Cadets, like all in different months. There has to be a point where the board of directors for DCI has to say, hey, maybe we should stop this shit before it starts. And there's no way to like, I don't know of any way to remove the board of directors of DCI. But at a certain point, you think they have to go, hey, maybe we should clean house. But they're not going to do it because they're the board of directors. They're their own bosses. Mm -hmm. Whatever. I get that it. That shit is designed to be that way too. Exactly. No, it, for it, sure. The board of directors needs to have people on it that aren't in love with the organization. Like they, they can yes. have an interest in drum corps and the marching arts, but are not a part of it, are not actively teaching, do not have degrees in music or, or you know, you know what I mean? Like they're not teaching at a high school or a college. Yeah. They are, they Absolutely. love the activity, but they are not in love with yeah. the organization. You need someone there with a strong voice to be like, no motherfuckers, no. And they don't. Oh, have DCI's that. board of directors is completely analogous to Pio's because Pio's board of directors is mostly, uh, not mostly. That is that's incorrect. Pio's board of directors has multiple people whose last name is Plensky uh, on it, right? Yep. And so that board of directors is designed to just run that thing to be the Blensky board, and DCI is designed the exact same fucking mm. way. It's designed of a rubber bunch stamp. of friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. 
Mm-hmm. So this shit is not going to change anytime soon because, like, at the end of the day, DCI doesn't have to fucking comply with any petition or any amount of outrage even because they are beholden to no one exactly because at the end of the day people are still going to buy tickets because as mad as some of you are on twitter you're not going to stop going to regionals you're not going to stop buying the fucking merch you're not going to stop seeing shows i'm not saying you necessarily should like i think the individual cores need the support but hey maybe members stop putting those fucking dci patches on your jacket maybe stop buying the regional patches so I, I will say that most regional shows have uh, smaller local shows near them the day before or the day after. Go to those. Yeah. Fuck the yeah, regionals. Absolutely. No. Go to a non-DCI show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to one where they don't wand you when you walk through. Yeah, go to Round Rock instead of San Antonio. You at least get parking. Get some donuts while you're there. Yeah. Go to Madison instead of Minneapolis. Yeah. Go to fucking uh, Wake Forest instead of Atlanta. Go to anywhere but Allentown. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. I'm not going to tell people to go to Wake Forest. Fuck Wake Forest. <laughs> no, the, the catch to all this is they're all DCI shows. Like, that was that was the bit. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That's the worst part is that they're all DCI. DCI sanctioned shows. All right. The the last, the last heavy topic, uh, this came across on uh, – well, it came up in our WhatsApp group chat – where did this story break? Like, who broke this story of the former brass caption head of the Glassman and Boston Crusaders staff member accused of possessing uh, nude photos of minors? Oh, oh, that was me. Oh, well, no, I didn't. I didn't break it, but I'm the one who posted it in our WhatsApp. Like the most fucking ridiculous. Oh my god, Jesus Christ! It just keeps coming. Like it just, it just doesn't stop. With uh, the day of yeah. fucking reckoning is here. This has been Let's going go on for put that in front of fucking everything. It's just that we've bothered. Yeah, yeah allegedly. So it was sorry. F- it was the former brass caption head of um, fucking Glassman and Boston Crusaders. Um, his name is fucking Keith Hallis. Uh, he's he's the band director at Central Crossing in somewhere in o- Ohio. Who gives a shit? Um, but he was on staff with uh, Glassman and Boston Crusaders. But he uh, apparently had nude images of a 17-year-old on his phone on May 11th of 2016. And God, what the fuck? God, I mean, come on. Like, what the fuck? And and this, this story broke uh, yesterday. Oh, yesterday at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard oh, Time. Uh, today, is, today is September 14th. This story posted on September 13th. Because it's still happening. Um, I don't know if he's currently on staff. I didn't do the research because I read this story. And then I said, are you fucking kidding me? And then I went to school and I taught all day. But, uh, like, I... <sighs> Rule number one. Like, I I don't... I don't yeah, I, seriously, don't fuck the kids. I don't know how to make this any clearer. Especially, don't... Like, don't even fucking look at minors. Jesus I don't see how you can, Christ. because no offense, everyone under 18, you're fucking disgusting. Pimples and greasy hair, and you don't even, you have no perspective on life, you don't know anything, and you don't know how to, like, maintain personal You're grooming. bullying. Say what? <laughs> you're bullying. Oh, fuck them. They're terrible. Teenagers. This fucking, it's such a fucking awful situation, because... There's always a tendency, like, yes, allegedly, but, man, 
how long did it take him to work up to that? And how long has he been at that school? And Two years and now three months, it, apparently. Now that it's been reported yesterday, how many more women are going to feel emboldened? Like, oh, some this fucking happened. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. This this, this could get even fucking worse. I, I, it's grotesque. And it just keeps going. We just keep every every day. We seem to wake up and or go to bed, and when there's a new story out. And I think it speaks to how much more we need to hold the activity hold the activity accountable. When we know that these are the kind of people who have worked with drum and bugle corps before, maybe he's not on staff now, but he was there once. Right. And that's where uh, yeah. And I, you can't speak to his behavior then. We don't have any information on that. But man, yeah, you usually don't get caught the first time. Yeah. Oh God. So this podcast has been busy. It's been informative. It's been a little bit sad and really dark. At times, well, everything about the fucking activity right now is fucking sad. It's either people diddling kids or like this god awful mob mentality about about nothing. Like it's ah, God, I fucking hate drum corps. Yeah. <laughs> well, remember when this podcast used shit. to be fun? Remember when we would sit and talk and bitch about oh the Blue Devils don't march and play at the same time? Those I remember that. <laughs> I don't know. That wasn't it seemed like we were having fun. I thought we were just spitting knowledge there. <laughs> Alright guys, we've got we, <laughs> I thought that silence meant that KG had walked out of his house and gotten in his car on his way up here to kill God us. Damn. Or to drive it off a fucking cliff at this point. It's like two years ago, I was making, I was just like a one-time guest on this podcast making roast-style jokes about people. I'm like, oh, maybe this will be funny. And other people, you know, it's not humor for everyone, but maybe other people will get the joke and laugh with us. And now it's like, I'm just a foul-mouthed news source for drum corps and I hate my life. Yeah, that's what we've, that's what we've turned into. Oh my God. And we love you for it, I guess, kind of. I'm pretty fucking sick of it. Pretty, pretty fucking yeah. sick of it. We're not a moral compass. I can't even spell moral. Pretty sick of being a news source. So just, I want to go to back to making jokes about how like Van, like, like Vanguard's pants look like they shit themselves. I mean, can we get back to that? In the words <laughs> of Jim Carrey, "Stop breaking the law, assholes." Yeah, it's supposed to be just <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. So since there isn't any good news coming out of the activity we decided to share a little bit of what's going on in our lives we've got better stories going on in our sad lives than what's going on in this activity so let's start off with (laughs) kg you had a strong knock at the door a couple days ago didn't you (laughs) (laughs) a knock with a lot of authority behind we're doing this (laughs) okay yeah so i was out on the road just just a slang and some trumpet when I get a text message from San Antonio, the text message really isn't a message. It's a picture of a note that was left in my door. Uh, it was a post-it note that said, looking to talk to, insert name here, please respond ASAP. Doug Exeter. <laughs> De- no, not Doug Exeter. Deputy Marshal Mel Sanchez. Oh, he oh, sounds like a yes. cool cat. Oh, it's correct. Real cool guy. So I get this message. I'm going to be out on the road for two more weeks, man. So, you know, the 
the deputy leaves his number and I immediately call it in something of a panic. And, uh, he answers the phone. He goes, Hey man, uh, you know, we just got a couple of questions to ask you. It's not a big deal, man. You don't need to worry too much. And I was like, hell yeah. Hang the phone up. 15 minutes goes by. I begin to worry too much. (laughs) So I go to the internet. I go to the internet and I say, a deputy U S marshal just left a card in my door. Actually, it wasn't even a card. It was a literal post-it note. So I Googled that. I was like, what's going to happen next? The first comment on this website that is really, uh, I would describe it as WebMD for legal advice. Uh-oh. <laughs> God damn it. The first you comment, have cancer? you're fine. They just, yeah, you're fine. They just want to ask you some questions. Every comment after that from like verified lawyers is, no, they fucking don't. This guy's an idiot. You're getting served or you're going to jail. Those are your two things. Lawyer the fuck up. <laughs> Guess what I don't have? Money for a fucking lawyer. You know what I do for a living? I sling beers and get drunk and talk shit on marking, marching band on the internet. And the Texas hammer ain't cheap. Jim <laughs> oh, Howard, no, he ain't. Jim Hammer won. No. Hey, those wheelies are expensive. That's the fucking law hawk. God damn. A big rig did not leave a card in my door, so Jim Adler cannot be bothered. <laughs> so it is two weeks of me fucking pulling my hair out. Like, I honestly, I had a bleeding ulcer in my gut. I was throwing up. It was awful. Like, I was in a place where, like, people wanted to hang out with me, and for the last two weeks, I was super fucking unpleasant to be around because I could not stop thinking about there is a federal marshal. There was a U.S. marshal looking to talk to me. So I talked to this guy a couple of times, and he always reassures me, like, dude, we just have a couple of questions to ask you. We think it's you don't seem like the guy, he said to me, and which really did bring me, like, a little bit of comfort for, like, a day. And then the next day I was like, oh, I'm I'm getting sued for right. for saying something about the couchman on the <laughs> internet or some shit, you know? Okay. You know, the, uh, the, the marshal was, he was like, where are you at now? And I was like, there's two ways to go about this. I either tell him I'm in like Iowa or some irrelevant place, or I really tell him where I am. Somebody comes and grabs me and we get the shit the fuck over with. So I told him where I really was. He was like, dude, that's a beautiful part of the country. And I was like, uh, yeah, 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 it is, man. Yeah, it is. And we make petty conversation. He hangs up again. I pull my teeth out. So oh, I, he was wow. like, when are you getting back to uh, San Antonio? And I was like, I'm getting back on this date. Let's talk 8 a.m. the day after I get back. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, I cannot be bothered to do shit before like 2 o'clock p.m. Like I'm a bartender. I sleep late. I'm up late. I cannot be bothered to do shit past like 2 p. So like I'm ready to get this shit out of the way. If I'm going to jail, I'm going to jail. So I, I make this appointment with him. Uh, I am staring out my window at like 9 a.m. and nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. I'm waiting for the black SUV with 10 people to hop out of it and nobody shows up. And I call the dude and I was like, hey, what, what, what the fuck? Like, what, what's going on? He was like, I can't get partners to come with me. And I was like, what do you need partners? Like, why, what do you need more people for? Like, I'm a fat dude. Like, goddamn. 
He was like, let's do it tomorrow. What time? I was like, 8A. And he was like, how about noon, dude? And I was like, all right, I like noon. <laughs> <laughs> so sure as shit, I wake up, t- <laughs> I wake up 1130, staring out the fucking window, 1159, black SUV, pulls up in front of my house. They, they, multiple people, come to the door, they knock on the door, and uh, I open up the door and I say, Hello. They have hands on hips. They go, is the dog put away? And I was like, how the fuck do you know about the dog? Like, what is going on? Is anybody else in the house? No, dude, would you just take your hand off your gun and come into my house? So they come in. I have the dog put away, obviously. And when I bring... When I bring two federal marshals into the house, I take a survey of, like, my very real situation. My very real situation is I have me... A pudgy short dude who's looking at a federal marshal named Mel Sanchez, and he's a, he's a cool guy. He's very very nice, you know, kind of a. It's San Antonio. He's a short Mexican dude. Everyone is, <laughs> and behind him stands a God six damn. foot six, huge black dude, just the scariest dude ever. And then I go, oh, sorry guys, I don't have a table for us to sit around and discuss this. So I hope you won't mind if we sit on the couch around this coffee table that is stickered up to look like a Nintendo controller. <laughs> I And so the, the leading deputy and I sit down on the couch. The man I'm the most scared of, the real tall guy, he's kind of looking around like, what's going on? I was like, we have this this psychologist-style lounge chair next to the window <laughs> that you can sit on. Because that's the only other piece of furniture in my fucking living room. And he looks at vapors. me like, yeah, he was like, oh, great. And so this dude pours himself <laughs> onto this onto this Freud-esque lounge chair and puts his feet up <laughs> with a fucking notepad. And so he's laying there looking at me, talking to another U.S. Marshal. And uh, the lead investigator says, hey, man, I think you're, like, we're all going to be a bit embarrassed about this in a second. Like, it's not going to be a big deal. Let's get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about X, Y, Z, you know, some other some other stuff about where you've been, where I should go on vacation. I got some vacation going up, he says. I was like, cool, man, let's, let's talk about that. And he goes, all right, let's just open this up and close it right away. Opens up a manila folder, and he says, are you associated with the uh, Twitter handle definitely not KG from Drunk Court? <laughs> Obviously not. And I'll tell you folks, I do not I do not believe in God, but in that moment I felt God reach down and grab my tongue and go, "Don't say definitely not. Do not say that." Did you know that I'm the devil on your shoulder? I, I really feel happy knowing that. And, like, at this point, there's two federal marshals with multiple guns on them and a black SUV outside. So I just went, oh, that's me. And he's like, oh, oh, you are the guy. And I was like, oh, fuck. He turns a page and he says, so on this date at this time, did you tweet at Betsy DeVos, (laughs) your death will be your greatest contribution to American education? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's I mean, true. long silence, long silence followed by, yes, yeah, said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and like the guy sighs. I swear to God, he goes, 
we're here from the witness protection and dep- and uh, what is it? Homeland Security Division of the U.S. Marshals. We have to investigate every remark, like every oh, threat made against Jesus our protectees. And I was like, and so now, and so now, First Amendment KG kind of pipes up a bit. And I was like, that's not a fucking threat, dude. And he puts his hand up and he goes, dude, I know. I know. Just let me get through this. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not threatening it. And he was like, I know. So... It starts, he was like, okay, he turns the page again, he was like, do you have any plans to murder the Secretary of Education? And I went, no! And he goes, okay. I don't care! (laughs) He goes, are you in any Facebook or Twitter groups that talk about murdering the Secretary of Education? No! Do you have any plans to travel to Washington, D.C. soon? No! Yeah, don't ever travel. The fuck as far away from that as fucking possible. He's like, do you own any firearms? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, oh, god damn it. Like, he, he, he doesn't say, oh, god damn it. But the look on his face said, for fuck's sake, dude. He was like, what do you have? And I gave him a list of the handful of guns I own. And we have, like, a, a conversation about, like, he was like, Fucking he America. judges my gun ownership. He was like, oh, you have this, that, and the other thing? you got to get this, that, and this thing. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now, dude? You're in my living room. I gave you coffee. Like, come on. Yeah, we all want to bear it 50, Cal. We just can't shell out 10 grand for it. <laughs> I'm just poor, asshole. And so after that, he was like, all right, dude, look, uh, based on your Twitter feed, we don't think you're going to murder the Secretary of Education. And I was like, yeah, I know. And he goes, but I have to ask you a couple more questions. And I was like, why do you keep dragging this out, player? And he goes, first of all, what did you mean by the statement, your death will be your greatest contribution to American education? And in my head, I was like, pretty straightforward, dickhead. Yeah. But the guy who was the guy on the outside who was sitting in his living room with two federal marshals who thought his Twitter was anonymous was like, I meant it in, like, a political sense, and I just don't think that she should be a... Like, I just backpedaled real yeah. fucking hard, like the huge pussy that I am. Exactly, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Self-preservation is really fucking strong, you know? Yeah. And he goes, dude, look, we know, we know you're not going to murder anyone, let alone the Secretary of Education, like... The the form says I have to ask you to delete it. And I was like, I'm not gonna. And he goes, cool, dude. I love the First Amendment, too. I ha- I have to ask you to. Fuck yeah, man. Not a big deal. It's not a threat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, it's not a threat. The two marshals are standing up. I'm shaking hands. And that was when I realized that, like, during this whole process, right around the time, what did you mean by this statement about the Secretary of Education's death? My noticeably better half walks into the kitchen from the grocery <laughs> store, sees two people with badges around their neck, and goes, what the fuck? And just the huge guy who's sitting on the lounger, he's laying on the lounger, he just waves and smiles, and then kills the expression on his face and looks right back at Oh, fuck. Oh, whoa. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. So, so we're standing up, shaking hands, kind of having a couple of laughs about how silly the situation is. 
And the investigator goes, I swear to God, I recognize you. And I was like, I fucking hope not. But you knew I had a dog, asshole. So I wouldn't be surprised if you did. He's like, no, I know you from somewhere else, though. Where do you work? And I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) I was like, I work at this place in Southtown. And he goes, you're the guy. And I was like, don't tell me I'm the guy anymore. You've told me I'm the guy twice tonight, and I didn't fucking like it. And he goes, no, 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 dude. You're the beer guy from that bar, right? And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He's like, yeah, dude. Headquarters is like a block and a half away from that bar, man. You hooked us up with some really killer beers. We can't wait to go back again. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. You sweated me out for two weeks. I didn't sleep. I threw up. I'm pulling my fucking hair out. And now you're using some, like, minor guy who knows a couple of things about beers and out of celebrity to kind of brush it off what Jesus the fuck? Christ. so now i've got to go to work for the next several months and just wait to see deputy mel sanchez and his friends and try to hook him up with a couple more beers i'm losing my fucking mind they're probably out doing a hard target search of all the outhouses in houses and hen houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh what do we got here and this is also it's amazing to me that that was the tweet that brought the federal marshals to my house. Considering, guys, I hate to break, I hate to like ruin the illusion, but uh, I am at KG tweets. I'm also at Ooh. not KG. No. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. It's breaking news. Especially <laughs> considering that first Twitter handle I had, I would tweet at Donald Trump every fucking morning. Drink bleach, bitch. And they just kind of deleted my shit after that. They didn't, like, send anyone to my house. <laughs> like, what are the fucking parameters I for mean, this shit, I mean, because it was their job, but they didn't disagree with you. Yeah. We've been doing a little bit of traveling. People have had some gigs. Jolly Green, you were up in Dallas, weren't you? Yes, the land that class forgot. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Boy, howdy. First of all, we get up there. Uh, Did you find last- JFK? I'm getting to that, asshole. God damn it. God damn it. That is the denouement of the story, you fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna let Does that it get slide. too hard when I say denouement? You think an English teacher <laughs> would know how a story develops? Yeah, you can. You like no. the way I know those terms. Um, kind of. So, kind of. Yeah. We, uh, we drive up there on there. Saturday, and it had been raining for like two fucking days straight, and it was about 90 Humidity was 93 Shit. fucking percent. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. So that was hellish. Um, played the show. Went really well. Got super sweaty. There was an open bar, but I had to drive, so I couldn't indulge. Um, we stayed overnight. Next day, we get up. And, uh, of course, we, we do a little sightseeing in Dallas. And you know me. I'm a lunatic. I have a terrible sense of humor, and I hate JFK. So, of course, we're going to Daily Plaza. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the weirdest place I've ever visited, because it's not really often that someone just decides to preserve a piece of land because a president got shot there. Hey, San Antonio um, did it because they lost a fucking war, so, you know. Who knows? (laughs) God damn. (laughs) What's it called? I forgot. Oh, the Alamo. I almost forgot about it. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Yeah, the basement has Pee Wee Lemon Spike in it. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) We wander around Daly Plaza. And, like, you can literally sit in the same spot where Zapruder shot his famous 8mm film. 
uh, which was very strange. There's also these uh, – one of the Twitter users mentioned it, and I saw it as well. There's these large X's sort of marked out on the road uh-huh. that runs through there, and that's marks where the bullets actually uh, – where the car was when the bullets struck JFK and uh, that fucking dog shit governor they had. Um I don't even remember who he was. He's probably a piece of shit. He's probably dead, too, so no one cares. Um, uh, marked out on this road with these X's, so you can go, like... These people kept jumping into the fucking road to take pictures from that perspective at the Book Depository building, which is also still there. Uh, it's an active road, and it's like an on-ramp to uh, uh, one of the major interstates, I think. So, yeah, it's a really bad place to run out into. Yeah, um, it's not great. Do not do that. Uh, the best moment came when uh, we were we went to look of some fucking log cabin in some plaza that was up the street from there because we were bored, and uh, I said the we were, we were doing the two Utes bit uh, <laughs> from my cousin Vinny, and of all people in the world, an Australian woman walks oh, no. up to us and's like, "You talking about Utes?" <laughs> oh my like, god oh man we get to be cultural ambassadors to a bunch of fucking australians oh, oh no <laughs> oh, uh, turns out they were from oh, they shit. said they were from sydney i'm sure they weren't because well, how the fuck would we know well yeah that's exactly right they said sydney because that's the only city that americans know in australia yeah and they were they were talking about like That's their amazing. vacation that they flew direct into Dallas like that was their vacation destination. It was just like fucking why those poor fucks. Oh. At least go you to have Vegas. Enough, yeah, like you have enough money to like go to like fly to Seattle, see something interesting about the United States. Don't see the worst that the United States has to offer. It's literally a convention center of a city. It has no soul. Uh, and then they talked about how they were going to go to fucking Naples uh, in a few months. I'm oh, like, Jesus Christ, this has got to be as bad as it gets here. Oh, bullshit. bullshit. I call bullshit. Australians don't go to Dallas for, for holiday. They go to Bali because it's dirt fucking cheap. I I don't know. Maybe they were like the real American-ish Australians because, you know, the they're, they get there. Like, you know what I mean? There's some weirdly American Australians and their opinions about the government weapons and private property. Yeah, the difference is here you can't get those weapons. <laughs> yeah, but you can talk about them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can talk about all sorts of shit. Doesn't matter. Can't uh, get it. Yeah. But that was uh, the, the weekend in uh, DFW, which doesn't fit the, uh, the song title. So there you I, have uh, it. I don't know how to sing it. A letter opener. Something, something. <laughs> We've still got more. We've got to hear about Salad Bar's expedition to the Holy. I had my life changed earlier this week. Uh, we're recording this on September. Did you find Jesus? Uh, no, I found uh, kind of no. <laughs> earlier this week, September tenth, I flew out to Oakland, California, to go to my very first NFL game. My very go Raiders, and I went to see the Oakland Raiders take on the Rams. And it was the greatest experience I've ever had. What a black hole. Go Invaders. So fucking cool. Anything that you've heard about the Oakland Raiders and the fans, 
It's absolutely true. And you've only heard just the beginning of it. It was incredible. We went to the tailgate lot. There, the whole place smelled like weed and barbecue sauce, inside and out. The tailgate lot, the stadium. The best the stand, combo ever. Everything just smelled like weed and barbecue sauce. And my ears physically hurt after the opening touchdown that Marshawn Lynch ran in. It was just one of those like, this day couldn't get any better kind of moments. Oh, God, it was so cool. There was a part where things started to go south, and that was after the game. The Raiders ended up losing, and it was a little bit sketchy because you've got 40, 50, 60. I don't know how big the Coliseum is. Let's just say 100,000 million fans. Uh, that are all right. drunk and high, That's and so they are right. all trying to leave the stadium at the same time. So you got honking, you've got people going up on the sidewalks, people swerving out of the way to get past people who are walking in the streets. It's a friggin' madhouse, and miraculously, nobody got ran over. Then it's about midnight, midnight thirty, because it was a late game. It was on Monday Night Football. Uh, the only place that's open is this one gas station, and there's about a hundred people in line at this gas station. They're only letting in about fifteen people at a time. On the outside, while we're waiting in line to get uh, just some snacks, a water, and uh, a tall boy to walk home and enjoy in our hotel room, there's a handful of super nerdy white guys smoking pot by the ice uh, machine. A bunch of other people just yelling and screaming, and this one really strung out dude who is shaking so bad that if he were to just put his hand on his crotch, he would be just jerking himself off. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. Of course. Oh, of course. (laughs) So we go inside, and I just get a Lunchable, a Tall Boy, and a thing of Gatorade, and I just want to get in and get out and get back to my hotel room. Right? Well, there's a bit of a language barrier between the cashier and the super, super drunk Cholo Mexican dude behind me. And it just starts to get – this argument starts to get heated. Like this guy wants something out of the, out of the display case. Well, the display case is self-serve. The dude can just walk right around and go get it, but he doesn't get it in his head. He thinks the cashier needs to get the food out of the display case for him. So they're bickering back and forth and back and forth in – two different languages trying to speak this one common language English and I'm just like I'm gonna have a fucking panic attack I need to get the hell out of here right now we need to build the wall I am at my limit of crowds and stress right now I need to go (sighs) and then I left and nothing happened and it was really good oh my god (laughs) but uh, yeah if you ever get a chance to go to an Oakland Raiders game do it highly recommend 9.5 out of 10 Holy shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if they would have won, it would have been even Well, you can't go to an Oakland Raiders game anymore, can you? No, they're going to be in Las Vegas next year. Finally. Meanwhile, that same night, the fucking Lions got dump-trucked by Sam goddamn Darnold. Yeah, they were playing that game uh, on the Jumbotron right before uh, the Raiders game started, and we're just like, oh, they're, they're all tied up. And then we look away, look at the screen again. Oh, my yeah. And yeah, Jarrell, I know I didn't say much after Michigan State lost to Arizona State. What of it? It was a dog shit game. <laughs> Fuck you, Herm. All right, let's it's a dog shit game in general. Oh, let's end this note. Um uh let's end this podcast. We got one oh one more? I have one more. Uh oh. We have uh this is the uh <laughs> I guess, it's not quite the postmortem on this uh 
particular Facebook group. But man, we had some fun. Um, we were tipped off to a, uh, a Facebook group called Drum oh, Corps International Uncensored. No, no. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, so turns out it's run by a fucking psychopath named Michael Schmidt who calls himself the trumpet of the Lord and brags about knowing Jerry Falwell, oh, Christ. which should give you an indication as to how this guy is. He also has a bunch of stuff on his Facebook wall about how much he hates the NFL players for protesting. Oh, there's so much to this though. Like it is so wonderfully poetic. Like it really, I can't believe I was a part of it. Really? Like he, he started this group basically to bitch about G bugles. And then it starts, all these people start coming out of the woodwork and they start talking about these accusations that people had against him when he worked with pioneer and he starts personally attacking pioneer people, then deleting his posts and saying that he's always supported pioneer. And these are just slanders and lies and then deleting anything that contradicts him. Uh, Apparently, he deleted some uh, some posts. I didn't. I haven't seen any receipts on them. Made some very questionable <laughs> racial comments uh, on a, uh, a picture of, I believe it was Robert W. Smith's daughter. Oh, oh no! Oh, no! No! Yeah, this fucking guy. Um, so. <laughs> We get some screenshots of some stuff uh, that I tweet out of the random shit that he's saying about how much better it is where he teaches because there's no transvestite. Oh, yeah. I he was talking about how like he coaches thing. a fucking like, community basketball team and how much, how, how much better basketball is because there's no trannies. Oh, yeah. I needed a colored pencil, a protractor, and some weird like <sighs> alien shit to follow the – connect the dots he was – I don't know. By the way, his words, not mine. You can't be a fucking hardline conservative in the arts. I'm sorry. As the one, as the sexual minority yeah. in the group, um, it's like that's what the arts are. That's why we're kind of in our own little bubble in some ways because it's white people with Asian people, black people, Native Americans, people from all of the world speaking different languages that are involved in the arts of all forms. You can't be an asshole and be involved in the arts and think that you're some sort of racial super superior kind of motherfucker god damn why is it always the people who look like a fucking foot like a white foot that think they're the master race jesus christ he looks like a scab that learned how to talk i agree i don't understand how homophobes are in drum corps at all like how do you do that without your head exploding i don't know i mean you basically look like it because his skin is so fucking red it looks like every blood vessel under his skin has just exploded and who knows, maybe someday it will, and we'll be free of him. Uh, but somebody, apparently an admin, went rogue uh, a few days yeah. ago and deleted basically everybody from the group. And now it's slowly trying to build it back up and talk about how he was definitely hacked yeah. and how he's called the police. Oh, bullshit. That's his favorite tactic, that he's going to notify the authorities about harassment. And it's like, dude, you're the one. Oh, so please, God, please, Michael Schmidt. Call the authorities and tell them that the man on the internet. Hurt Please tell them. Please record it. I'll buy it from you for a hundred. Please say that someone called you out for being an old, stupid, bigoted fuck. Yeah, I don't know about this. I'm not involved. 
but I will say, dude, do, dude, do what you do best. Do what old men do best. Have a stroke and fucking die. <laughs> Fall asleep while smoking and burst into flame. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging in there with us on this. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. This episode of Drunk Court International Podcast. Final thoughts before we drink ourselves into a coma? Uh, I'm going to be in Boston for a couple days next month. So I will. Sh- yeah. Going to going to in town? Uh, going to Boston for uh, no. You're shipping up. You can't call shipping it that. up to Boston. God, whoa! <laughs> I hate I hate so you're much. You're fucking cop. Whoa! Uh, so I'll be up to there. To find my one end leg. <laughs> <laughs> the waveform really is so bad. beautiful. <laughs> I love you. you know, I'm taking a picture right now. Uh, so I am uh, going to be up there dropping my R's and probably getting my <laughs> ass kicked. Um, so if you're around, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know on Twitter. We can find. I'll probably be drunk for most of that probably. weekend. So actually, I, it's well. There's other things. Well, there's things that you can do uh, in Boston. Are you going to throw tea in the harbor? Texas, so. Like all good American. Wink. Wink. Yes, because there's wicked no harbor. Good Twitter. That that wicked, wicked Twitter. that wicked tea, twisted tea, as it were, because <laughs> they don't make it sweet up there. That's what I mean. I'm talking about tea, obviously. <laughs> wink, wink. Wait, should I? Wait, no. Did I? Did I <laughs> oh man! All right, we better um, better wrap this up. Drums Down Under has a job to get to at some point, right? Something like that. I'm a gamefully employed adult now, or whatever. Um, fin- final <laughs> thoughts. God damn. Uh, everything seems to be coming apart at the seams and I'm just here to try to make sense of it all. Um, I would also like to add Chris McGonigal, the director of Genesis Drum and Bugle Corps is a piece of shit and his phone number is 512-709-4067. Oh, what God. the fuck? Oh, don't you dare delete that. You've been don't you dare oh delete God that. God damn. <laughs> can verify oh, that was an Austin area code. Oh, oh god! Can we? Uh, can we get it is publicly that available. That's publicly available. Oh, okay, Genesis good. Okay, good. Alternatively, <laughs> we have found it. We alternatively, McGonagall, M A G O N I G A L at genesisdbc.org. Have fun. Jesus Fight Christ. the real <laughs> enemy. <laughs> Oh my god! Mm-hmm. All right, I've been uh, sitting on that one for an hour. I can't. I was. I was just waiting for the right moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, KG, fucking anything Christ. to wrap it up. Everything is a nightmare and it sucks, and I know. But at the same time, please be more cautious about the internet mobs you form yourself into. Yeah, yeah. statement. Legitimately good advice. Yeah, I think that's Great. it. Yeah. Uh, rocks. Yeah, I actually was going to say that uh, though it sucks that all of this is happening now, I'm very glad it's happening now as opposed to at the very beginning of the season and or never at all. Yeah, and sorry, to piggyback off that real quick, the activity is better now than it ever has been because of folks like y'all. Yeah. Not us. We're just <laughs> we're, we're drunk on the internet. It's fine. But it is better now than it ever has been. Yeah. yeah. And I'll go 100%. ahead. I'll go ahead and close. Like we, we do report the news that's readily available to us. Sometimes it bums us out and it makes us really depressed, and it makes us drink a lot more than is necessary, or 
as much as we'd like to. I mean, we eventually will get back to fun, happy drum corps times, but this is what the activity is doing. And this is what is currently happening and somebody has to address it. I'm glad that we're addressing it, even though it's not the easiest topic to discuss, but we're doing the best we can. We are just drunk guys scattered across the globe on the internet. We hope that you have enjoyed our discussions and we love that you interact with us on Twitter. Um, Thanks again to all of our Patreon subscribers. We've got t-shirts that are being ordered uh, soon, and we will get those out to you. I hope you're enjoying the stickers. We'll have more stuff posted up on Patreon soon. And let's go ahead and raise one up one last time and put a pin in the September edition of Drunk Core International Podcast. Cheers. Get it up. The saddest edition. Correct. The saddest podcast. Oh, God. Oh, it's so terrible. This has been Drunk Court International Podcast. Good night. 